to dump y'all like uncool, a way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. It's just me and little old Alex Moran this week, so we're gonna mix it all up, do a little uh, quickie sode. No taglines, no awards, just uh, you, me, and the Bravo-verse, Alex. Yeah, we don't try to dress it up when our beloved Julia's not around. We kind of just get down to the nitty-gritty. She's our dresser. She's the one that makes it so pretty, but we can't, we, we don't have a touch. No, so it's, it's just us. All right, do you want to get started with OC? Oh, yes. Way too deep dive into shallowest people. Get ready, because I have some thoughts about this episode. I thought, what a weird look into people's psyches. Can I start off with Gina? Uh-huh. Do you know where I'm going with this? Is your um, entry into her psyche going to be her hall pass pick? Oh, no, but we could start with that. You want to start nice and easy? We can go up from there. <laughs> I just think it's a li- uh, it was sort of a red flag to me that her hall pass uh, pick was Jimmy Fallon. Even Andy was like, oh, okay. I know. But here is um, my analysis of it. Okay, I'm ready. Gina's had a troubling relationship with men. An un- unsafe relationships, one might say. Mm-hmm. Who is the safest, most like not involved in politics, just here for a good time guy in late night? It's Jimmy Fallon. Yes. She didn't pick Jon Stewart or Bill Maher or anyone like that. She picked the like cleanest, no problems here guy. Yeah, PG. I totally agree. I think that's an excellent analysis, at Mr. Alex. But who did Dr. Jen pick? Sean Penn. Sean Penn. What <laughs> the fuck? Opposite. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not to get us sued, but didn't Sean Penn get arrested for domestic, domestic abuse? I was trying to make it rhyme to make it. Yes, that's how we're going to get away abuse. with this. By yeah. Domestic shamus. Um, yeah, but he's a he's a hero in uh, um, Ukraine now, so all is forgiven. Oh, okay, good. Speaking of shishmestic shamus, um, that's what I wanted mm-hmm. to say about Gina. I did not appreciate her going so hard on John. And how he was, quote unquote, aggressive when he was talking to Shannon. You know, Shannon's been telling him this whole season, like, Gina's being a huge bitch to me. What the fuck? And he's, you know, being a good partner. He's saying, like, fuck Gina. Like, she sucks. I remember when we watched that episode, we had no problems with that. We liked it. Yeah, we were like, what a supportive partner. And, like, there's nothing better than telling somebody that you love, like, this story and them being like, whoa, you are so brave. That person sucks. You are a great person. That was so hard for you. Like, there's nothing better than mm-hmm. getting that validation. And her to mm-hmm. say that that was aggressive towards Gina when this, I'm going to say it, Shannon almost said it. You could see it in her eyes. It was like creeping out through her lips, but she did not. Gina spent a cute little scene at the orthodontist with her husband who a year ago was arrested for domestic abuse. Last year, Matt, quote unquote, pled guilty to one count of domestic battery with corporal injury of a spouse and guilty to one felony case of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, or deceit. So that was his official charge. It is actually way worse. And that was just off the top of your head. Oh yeah, I wasn't reading that off an article from people.com at all. (laughs) It's actually way (laughs) worse than that, and I'm not going to get into it, but it's like out of a movie how horrible it was. Like, the word dragged down the street mm-hmm. was thrown in there. And this was all in front of her children. And she says in her, you know, her victim impact statement, I thought he was going to kill me. And then this year, we saw them have like a little cutesy scene of them laughing at the orthodontist. Like, haha, and we've both been arrested. Because she got a DUI that one time. But 
I don't. I just don't think you get to turn around and they call John. Yeah, it's really gross to like put John in the same conversation as that, to as a way to pivot away from hold having any responsibility for like why John would have that reaction, which is clear he has that reaction because Shannon has told him a lot about the shitty things that she's been saying about Shannon. So. It, yeah. I, I think that she didn't realize how dangerous that was that she was saying that. It was just a really, it was an, in, she didn't calculate that reaction very well. Because that's bad. Mm, like, now, like, no. just saying that, like, John is like him is, you're putting that out into the world. And, yeah, I feel, I felt really bad for Shannon in that moment. Also, because no one was really standing up for her in that moment. Because no one wants to get involved no. in a conversation that extreme. No one really wants to jump into that. No. And I think Gina set herself up with that. And the best move Shannon made by, it was not pointing out, like, wait, didn't your ex totally, like, attack you in front of your kids? Because mm-hmm. everybody online is making that comparison for her. And everybody is giving Shannon a pat on the head for not saying it. So, Shannon, Good. 10 points to you. You know, like, I think that would have been hard not to say because it's kind of obvious, but mm-hmm. definitely would not have been the right move. I really wish Andy would step in and kind of, like, go to bat for Shannon at time. It did, like we said last time, it reminded me a lot of Salt Lake where he just, like, wasn't going to bat for Lisa when mm-hmm. he clearly should have. Instead, he would, like, support what Heather was saying, which was, like, gross and makes me yeah. even... This further confused me. I'm now very confused as to why she unfollowed everyone. Because she really successfully um, did her, like, little PR Heather, everything's great uh, routine mm-hmm. during this mm-hmm. reunion. So I ha- is there anything online speculating, like, what happened post-reunion? No, but I have a speculation. What is Heather's last line to Noella? Noella, if we are ever to meet again. And then she goes on to say something about, like, oh, we should be better to each other. But if we are ever to meet again... So she either thought Noella wasn't coming back or she knew she wasn't. But based on this... The fact nobody said anything about Emily in the nice talk segment, Gina just kind of being laid flat, and Heather just... She's got to skate by the... um, your this is your karma your dad dying and your husband divorcing you and your son's autism she got to say well mm-hmm. you said it first and that was the end of that talk conversation <laughs> i the only no what the only thing i have seen is people are saying that the reason why andy didn't go so hard on gina is because he knows she's not going to be there because the response to her is so negative that like there's no yeah yeah they didn't want to waste time but then that made me think about hannah Bruner from summer house and I feel like they went hard on Hannah, but not as hard as they could have. And then it also reminds me of Dorinda. And I don't think they went hard on Dorinda at all, if I'm remembering correctly. And mm-hmm. Andy immediately after the reunion called Dorinda personally, because I'm listening to her audiobook. Thank you, Alex, for the gift. Of course, of course. And she said that Andy called her personally and said, it's not a goodbye, it's a see you later. But like, you're going to be gone for a while. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I think if Gina is aware of what's being said about her online, this is what she should do. She should just quit. She should leave. Like the way yeah. that Hannah did. It's so, I, I don't know. I feel like she's going to stay on. I think Gina? The, the Gina and Emily package has a lot to do with that too. 
So who do you? So you think everybody's going to be here next season? You think no I don't change think Heather's going to be there next season. I think my theory is that this was a one and done for Heather to advertise her other show with Terry. Genius, which is a part of the Bravo universe, right? We decided it was like on mm-hmm. E or something. I think maybe that wasn't her plan initially, but it became very clear for her right away that that, that was going to be her plan because I think, she, like we said, she went into the season being like, this is going to be a great PR opportunity for me. I'm going to go in. I'm going to be the queen bee. And then it got so derailed by Noella. There was no recovering. I don't think she would put herself through that again. I think Noella has made herself like an iconic queen and will definitely be back. I will be shocked if Noella is not back. And I think someone who I will be shocked if they come back is Dr. Jen. Again, the Sean (laughs) Penn pick as her hall pass. And Uh I timed it. Jen's segment across two episodes, across two hours, 120 minutes. Jen's segment was four minutes and 50 seconds. I fucking called it. it. I said it was going to be like two minutes total. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that was including other people. He didn't ask Jen jokes. He asked Heather a joke about a comment that Ryan made. And then he asked Gina a question. That joke that he asked Heather about that that Ryan made about how it wasn't love at first sight. Mm -hmm. How Heather was like, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. me and my husband say that all the time. It's like a fun joke. And Dr. Jen's immediately like, he wasn't joking. I know. What the fuck? (laughs) Also, in Dr. Jen's segment, Gina compared her relationship with Ryan to Diet Coke, something easy. And then Dr. Chen compared her own relationship with Ryan as a pimple that was about to pop. So I think that's about that. (laughs) Which, to me, it feels good about to pop a pimple. It's a great feeling. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, you mean super duper (laughs) satisfying? Got it. I will say... um, I think Andy might be losing his mind a little bit. He had like a little outburst this episode where he like screamed, telling everyone to be quiet. Something I haven't seen him do that much, especially over like, it wasn't going that crazy in this reunion for him to lose his mind. Um, in addition to the trailer for the Jersey reunion, I don't know if you've seen, but he truly looks like he's like going to have a heart attack. He says it's the most frustrating reunion he's wow. ever done. But the biggest offender of all, the biggest indicator that he is lost it is he called the song that they did awesome (laughs) well it was because he knew that the jersey reunion was coming up and they were gonna have to talk about that non-auto-tuned mess so it's creating on a curve alex (laughs) oh i guess like by comparison yeah you're right all right alex let's wrap up oc what would you give this season letter grade wise letter grade oc more like OC plus. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'd, so I said I'd give it a B. Which I was going in thinking it was going to be a D minus. Yes, me too. Based on last season, how we couldn't even finish it, I gave this um, season like a B minus C plus. I asked online on our Instagram mm-hmm. page, uh, like uncool podcast, follow us. And we got an astounding <laughs> F or D. Only a couple people put C, but people hated this season. I thought it was fine. Well, here's why. Here's why I think because the first couple episodes are are good, and you're like, oh wow, this might be a good season. Mm -hmm. But then remember, there were so many episodes this season that there was like a good like maybe eight episode streak of okay, come on, (laughs) before it got like really good again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the whole Noel, no, wait, what was her name? Nicole James. I forgot about her. Like, yes, oh that, God. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. I, I'm excited for next season. I've become like a huge Shannon stan. So I hope that she she maintains this Love her. Level. I love her and Noella. It's the pairing I never expected. It's so great. Yeah, they're hilarious um, together. I'm excited too. I'm excited for all the shakeups. Me too. Oh my gosh. All right. Should we venture on over to a summer house? Yeah. Summer house. Okay, Julia, who is not with us today. All right, Pete. <laughs> has speculated that the prenup storyline between Kyle and Amanda is fabricated. I don't know about that, but I do have some fabrication report. You ready for this? They're not actually getting married. Yes, you're right. So um, Bravo in the City reposted an email, and it was sent to Bravos and Cocktail, bravoandcocktails.com. Are you ready? <clears throat> No one, I mean no one, would stress this much about flowers. The reason the storyline for Kyle and Amanda is because they want to have an iconic florist do their flowers for free or very discounted. It happened. They talked to the flowers. They talked about the flowers and obviously her showcase work happened. Their florist was Dearest Rachel, featured in HBO Max's Full Bloom and the writer of Dare to Bloom for Design Competition. And that's why the flowers were such a big storyline. Okay. So they, they made it a big storyline so they could okay. get a free one. So it's all making sense why there's... You know what? I this I was saying this while watching this episode. Me too! I swear to God. There is no way they would have... This would be such an issue for them. They're getting someone to be a florist for a, like the season finale of their Bravo show. It's like, it's such a big... Why would they have trouble with No that? florist would drop you. There's no situation where they would drop you. No. So now they've made it look like this florist from HBO is like the big hero. And they're going to... I bet you 10 bucks we're going to hear the word Rachel 45 times next episode. So I love... I love it. I, oh my I God. I love a good I promo. I know her Chiron will be hero. <laughs> florist slash... Hero. Did you notice, <laughs> on a total different note, did you notice Andrea was wearing sunglasses the entire mm. episode inside? We may have to watch back, but he did, did he start to put them on once Craig showed up? Because then uh, maybe he's crying <gasps> oh, the rest crying of the episode. to cover that up. I don't think so. I think that he was a little too excited for prom. No, the whole app. Yeah. You know how we speculated about Amanda's mm. creepy contacts and her weird fidgety fingers. So I think that there's some, mm-hmm. some little... Uh, well, I mean, we know there's drug use in the summer house. Carl and Kyle have been pretty open about that. <laughs> uh, Amanda said something Ooh. this episode. What? That I think sums up her and kind of gets to the root of um, her problems with Kyle. Ooh, okay. She said, out of sight, out of mind. And I think that is just her credo. That's like what she kind of lives her life by. That explains like why the prenup thing wasn't such an issue until like Kyle brought it up to her. It explains why like she won't like really work that hard at Loverboy. I think that that's what drives, like, Kyle crazy, is that she truly, like we've said, kind of just, like, wants to live her life doing, like, nothing. Yeah. And she can get away with that by using Kyle's past behavior against him. And the cycle will just repeat. I think Amanda is the true root of the problem. (laughs) I think that at this point, they are both... It's like that Spider-Man meme where it's two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Like, they are the same person, just Mm -hmm. different fonts. This season has been quite the eye-opener regarding Amanda and Kyle's relationship. He's stressed out all the time because Amanda's not doing anything and he doesn't have a leg to stand on to, like, correct her on that. He's also really bad at correcting people. Like, really bad. Mm Mm-hmm. But then she gets mad at him for working so much. So it's just kind of like a catch-22, like... 
It's a horrible There's cycle. There's no way for them to like live compatibly or like work together compatibly. No. And they're both on Winter House. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, I have two f- final thoughts for Mr. Summer House. Uh, one is Craig said I love you to Paige. Like offhandedly it snuck out. Did you hear mm-hmm. it? Yeah, but it's such whip. This relationship is so all over the place. <laughs> One second, it's like, you're meeting my parents, but you're not really meeting my parents. And the next is like, we're in a relationship, but we're not really in a relationship. And then, I love you. <laughs> like, yeah. What? what are you two? Oh, well, just while well, we're on top of, of Craig, one of my great pet peeves, I think, in life is when a partner um, like will come up with this lie why they can't like attend an event that you invited them to. Mm-hmm. And then they show up anyway as like a surprise it's like what the fuck just show up to the event the way that craig like had his whole ruse about i'm in canada i can't come to the prom and then he shows up it's like it throws everyone off it's weird and i hate it it makes me feel like i'm on my toes with the person i'm with it's not okay actually i heard a great quote and i'm gonna absolutely butcher it and it was something along the lines of like good news withheld is not a favor like if you're if mm-hmm. if you're making it seem like you can't do something, so then I'm surprised that you do it. That's not that's not happy. That's just it's gonna make me think every other time you say you can't do something. Like it's just weird. It's a weird yeah. thing. It's like a fake big gesture. And in the case of Craig, it feels like he's trying to catch her doing something. That's the other thing. It feels like there's some like kind of inherent lack of trust that comes with Oh, I can't make it, and then showing up and trying to like catch you, like, you know, which I think he knew that Andrea was going to be a prom date. So I was, was I was going to say, there, was but... he in the, was he in Canada? Was he back from Canada after he found out the Andrea thing? Oh, maybe. Or was this his plan the whole time? I don't know. With Craig, I'm not going to give him any benefit of the doubt. All right. I have one last, <laughs> one last thought. Alex, how old do you think Luke is? I would guess Luke is 39 years old. Oh man, that made it not fun. He's 38. Ah. <sighs> But the fact... Why? How old did you think he was? I don't know, like 31, 30. But I didn't think he was 38. He's almost 40 because they make such a big deal about how old Kyle is and Luke's the exact same age. Aren't they all except Amanda and um, Sierra, like late 30s? Amanda and Paige, I think, are... Well, Amanda's 30. I think Paige is like 28. And Sierra's like 24. Sierra is a baby. I don't know how old Maya is. Paige is 28? Yeah. I think so. Hold Did on. I just I make that up? The Google on this. <laughs> Don't Google it. She's 29. 29. Wow. Yeah. Paige is young. You know what threw me off on that is a couple episodes ago, Paige was telling Sierra, like, you've already accomplished so much at your age, but they're only like a couple years apart. <laughs> She's like, when I was, when she kept saying, when I was your age. <laughs> so Luke being 38, he picked a girl from the airport up on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I, I'm certain to get Luke's <laughs> number. He is like on my shit list. All he does is make bad jewelry and fires and yep. is annoyed when people talk over him. Yeah, it's the wrong guy for Alex to glob onto last minute and try to steal like a personality from. Did you notice that? How Alex is now just like attached to Luke's hip? Yeah, he's like, my best friend says. to the he's house. He's Dr. Jenning him. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Heather than Luke. One one more cute thing. I want to point a cute thing out. I think that... um. Maya's a star. I love Maya. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. just has come into the season with such ease, comfortability. I like, I can't imagine a scenario where she's involved in a conflict and doesn't come across as like really like level headed and mature, more so than like any other Bravo person I've seen. And I thought it was really nice that she got to see uh, a whale 
her biggest fantasy in life. It was very sweet. She's very, very cute. And know what? I have to give, people are so mean to Sierra online. And I think Sierra's had a pretty rough season, but I'm very happy that Maya has kind of brought Sierra back to who she was. And I was loving Sierra this last episode, just getting drunk, yeah. crying when she sees Paige in her dress and eavesdropping mm-hmm. on Kyle and Amanda's fight. Like, there's the Sierra I knew. I think she got, I think she went crazy seeing, with Austin. Austin gaslit her into like insanity. I think she should just keep on not being involved with stuff. Cause that's why she shined last season when the whole Hannah Luke thing started. She was like, all right, Luke, we're done. I'm out of this. Yep, bye. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay out. All right, we ready for Joyzy? Sure. Alrighty. New Joyzy. Let's start with some uh, hot Mike Marge. The only thing I took notes on this episode, which debatably was a good episode. I have two hype, hot Mike Marges uh, in the morning. Great. After the big dinner, Marge comes down and everybody's eating breakfast and she says, good morning, little posse to everybody. <laughs> and little was her favorite word because later on she's talking to her husband, Joe And in a, in a like baby voice, like she was doing, like you talk to like babies or like puppies, she says, do you want to wear your little necklace to ward off evil demons? I love her so much. My hot mic Marge is when she goes down to everyone eating breakfast and Dolores says, your husband made me coffee. And Marge goes, of course he did, his other wife. But like off camera very quickly. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to miss their talks around the kitchen island about Teresa that we've had the last couple episodes. All of them around that super long island in the kitchen all talking about <laughs> Teresa and the weirdest like blocking towards the camera. I know it's set up like 12 angry men, but it's just one angry Teresa <laughs> off screen. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. do we? Okay, so this is our last episode. We got Louis is going to propose to Teresa, which now we know that he already has. Do we think, what's our prediction? Is Andy going to go in on Teresa? My prediction is he'll try a little bit and immediately back off. I think he's going to try a little bit and she's going to, um, start a fight with Marge. Like, it's going to be like an immediate thing of like, he's not going to let her, um, She's not going to let him dig into the topic. I think he'll probably bring up the Louis online stuff and have him give the sort of like half-assed explanation he's been given all season and then just leave it up to the ladies to like tear him down. Because Andy doesn't really push stuff like that from what I've seen. He doesn't really try to make a statement about people's behavior, which I guess is smart. (laughs) I feel like the only time he's ever done that was with Kenya, right? He like went hard on Kenya. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's always the conversation to be made about Andy's subtle racism. Yeah. But not but, so subtle. Yeah. And Kenya, if you're comparing like Kenya to Teresa, does Kenya do totally sketchy things? Uh, please see Kenya more hair care. Yes. But Kenya is mm-hmm. so smart, like compared to a regular person. And she's like, a rocket scientist compared to Teresa. Well, that's a good point. Maybe Andy knows that she'll be able to like explain herself and talk through a thing. I think maybe he knows Teresa, it'll be a dead end. Like she won't give him anything. She's going to say the word love bubble 45 times and then he'll be like, okay. Ugh. But where, where Kenya would be able to give you like funny retorts and kind of punch back a little bit, Teresa doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not fun to watch these women tiptoe around Teresa. I need like a Lisa, Lisa Rinna versus Marge situation. I don't want it to be this mm-hmm. 
dictator at the dinner table, if you will. Thank you, Paige, borrowing that, of Teresa and everybody mm -hmm. just being like, well, she tried. Jen is so annoying with that shit. I know. I was losing my mind watching her this episode. And well, I come on, Marge. She said hello to you. Isn't that nice? And I know that Marge is tricky and she pushes <laughs> buttons. But I, I love that Marge won't back down. And I like that Jackie's starting to be like, you know what? Fuck this lady. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that... I don't know. I'm hoping we get something out of this that's not just a painful screaming Teresa saying the same thing over and over again. Will they bring out the guys? My guess is absolutely they will. I feel like the guys are going to be there like 90% of the reunion. I do too. Um, and I also feel like we're going to get three parts, which I do not need. And you know what's a bummer? I just realized one whole part of it is probably going to be about the Bill Jen stuff, which like I don't really need to relitigate. Oh my God, go you're right. Again. Well, I mean, only time will tell. We'll have to see next episode. And uh, I believe we're getting, speaking of Kenya, I think we're getting Atlanta soon. Want to hear if, uh, hmm. me, a story of me being a total idiot that yes. happened yesterday, actually? Um, I, I put on, I asked uh, Rebecca, my girlfriend, if she wanted to watch um, Atlanta with me, the FX show, the Donald Glover Atlanta. And she went, oh, did it start up again? She thought I was talking about Housewives. I was like, no, no, the, the other one. So we. <laughs> Which means she knows you so well. Yes. Later that night, we meet up with some friends who I know are also Housewife fans. And they ask me, are you watching the new Atlanta? And me, having forgotten that I was on the other end of this conversation that morning, went, oh my God, did it start up again? I'm a fool. I, but that's starting up next week. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Donald Glover might be talented, but not as talented as Marlo, who has now managed to make herself a full on housewife. Hell yeah. I know. I'm so excited. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 